0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are recording this Thursday at 4:44 Eastern Time. Stocks are up about uh, oh about two percent across the board on the day, and so I bet you think you're going to hear good news. Uh-uh. No, no. Six point six four eight million people filed for new unemployment claims in the week ending March twenty eighth tack that onto the prior week of 3.3 million and you have nearly 10 million people filing for unemployment claims. I mean, the speed with which this economy is stopped short is nothing less than stunning. I looked it up. So six weeks prior, February 15th, the week ending February 15th of this year, weekly claims came in at 208,000. That matched an all-time low from the prior year, from April of 2019, but we were at the all-time low on February 15th, and we now have a new all-time high for the week ending March 28th. It's stunning. Don't ask me why the stock market's up. Mark and I are just trying to figure it out. It makes no sense to me. I've been talking to economists. I have a lot of stuff in the can that's going to start running on the various CBS programs, and it's not encouraging, gang. It really isn't kind of a a little back of the envelope rule of thumb is that when you see weekly jobless claims go up by a million and a half, it usually results in a one percentage point increase in the unemployment rate. So let me do the math quickly for you. That essentially means that currently this minute, the U.S. economy is probably running at a 10% unemployment rate, give or take. That is startling. It's just unbelievable. All right. Well, Here is an email from Jill, uh, and her question is about asset allocation and some financial planning. Uh, So here she says, first of all, your daily podcasts have been a lifeline for me, and I'm sure for many other listeners too. Please continue. All right. Thank you. Our finances are a little complicated, and I currently manage everything. My husband and I had some bad experiences with financial planners earlier in our careers, so I trust myself more than anyone else. We do, however, work with a very good CPA. Okay, so Jill's 57, husband's 59. They're healthy, thank God. We were on track for retirement by maxing out our 401k and HSA contributions to the limits allowed. Our small business was, notice this is the past tense, gang, so you're, you see what's setting up here. Our small business was on track for profit sharing for the first time this year. We had a plan in place to pay down our mortgage debt before retirement. All right. So here was, here is a, uh, here's the update, though. They own a small business, staff of five, including the two of them, all laid off due to the virus. 16 years in business, a very strong and skilled team. They've got a vacation rental, which is worth about 650 grand, no mortgage. The annual income gross, $65,000, though cancellations have already started. A commercial building valued at $700,000, mortgage of about 150. dollars recently paid off a $90,000 SBA loan by placing on our HELOC. Home 720, mortgage 280 grand plus some money on a, a home equity line of credit. 401k values. 305,000, 50 stock, 10 international stock, 40% US intermediate bond, all index funds. HSAs 20 grand. Okay. So what's the question? For our retirement, we would like to generate about $100,000. Currently, we make combined salaries of one hundred and eighty dollars plus about thirty dollars from rental income. Would you recommend any changes to our above plans? Mark, would you like to weigh in on what should happen right now? Because I'm seeing no way that this is going to happen. I don't get it. So I guess that you could say $65,000 from vacation rental. Let's say that you knock that down to more like $40,000. I don't think you got enough saved to do 100,000 a year. We want to keep our business team together. Would you recommend SBA paycheck protection program? Yes, I think that you should look into the SBA programs in general. It depends on I'm not sure what the nature of your build it, of your business is. So, it would really mean that you're you could kind of get your You think that things are going to bounce back in your business within two and a half months, and then that loan is forgivable, which is why you would bring bring those folks back. You may want a straight-up loan also, so you should look at that. I can't contribute to our 401k or HSA. Would you recommend rebalancing if the stock market drops in order to take advantage of lower prices? Should I cash in CDs and invest them instead? So all the refinancing that's going on seems fine to me. Um, So there's two things that I think that stick out to me. One is you don't have a ton of liquidity. I don't know how long this is all going to last. I know that the vacation rental, the yearly income, it's unclear to me whether you're going to be able to keep collecting that and counting on that. So one thing to consider is this, if you're looking for retirement and you need $100,000, does that mean you're also including your social security in that? And if so, then I think then this is a possibility. But I, my other question is when you retire, would you consider, are you going to sell that commercial building? Is that something that you would want to keep is I would think that you've got to have, I think you just don't have a ton of liquidity because you have 300 grand in your retirement accounts and everything else is in illiquid real estate and you have the business. So For me, I think it looks like you really should be trying to make sure as you approach retirement and whenever that is, 10 years, 12 years, whatever, that you're thinking about how to put more of your money into a liquid asset. That's what I would say. One of those properties has got to go. That's what I think. Now, as far as cashing in a CD, nah, I wouldn't cash in a CD right now. You got a couple thousand dollars. Um, I would rebalance if you are planning on rebalancing in me, In other words, were you going to rebalance anyway, because it's the end of the quarter? I just, I, I wouldn't want to mess around with a game plan. So if you were going to rebalance, great, go ahead and rebalance. If you never have rebalanced ever, or you only do it once a year, then wait till that once a year, don't blow up the plan because you're trying to capture the market. You'll, you'll be there. Okay. There's a longer question. Sorry, guys, but that's a very complicated question. Alan has five mortgages, not one, and not three, but five. Four of them rentals. He's got a poor credit score because of credit card debt. I'm thinking of getting forbearance on all my mortgages and, and using the rent to pay down the credit cards. Long story short, he's got a bunch of debt. What should he do? What I would like to do is this. I would like you, Alan, to to try to talk to your lenders if you are actually impacted by the coronavirus. So I think you could ask for forbearance, but you've got to communicate to them that you really need to know what the terms are. So ideally what they would do is they'd say, yes, you've got some breathing room, hang out, you know, and we'll just pop three months at the end of your note or six months, but talk to them, explain to them and see what they say. Okay. So this is a question from Holly about the the payout from the government. The COVID package gives 2,400 to people who file taxes, married filing jointly with their AGI is under 150, yet they continue to refer to individuals learning less than 75. Yes. So the question is, how, do you, how does the a married filing jointly, how is it determined? It, if you're married filing jointly, it's 8B. Um, and so it's not individual income. If you are married filing jointly, if it's a little bit more than 150, which it may be for you guys, just so you know, um, then you you get a tiny bit less than the 1200, the full 1200. So yeah, 8B that's your uh, that's your number on the tax return for 2019. And uh, if you file jointly, that's how it's based. Janine loves the show. Why are the current CD rates being offered lower than a regular savings account rate? I have no idea. Um, you probably have to go out longer um, That a lot of those savings rates. Just go to depositaccounts.com. Who cares? If you want something safe, just either it's a short term CD, a uh, nice savings account, or maybe a boring money market account, any way that you do it. My dogs are unhappy about those rates, also those CD rates. You know, if you want something safe, check out depositaccounts.com. You'll find it. Uh, here's a question. Sarah wants to know how how to handle a forced cash out of an employer 401k due to switching plan providers in the down market. Oy yeah, yeah, That's bad timing. Sarah writes, I'm so appreciative of you guiding us through these uncertain times with your daily podcasts. My company is switching 401k providers effective April 10th. Hmm. Hence, we're forced to cash out at this terrible time for the market. I'm in my early 30s. I don't need the money for a while and I have it aggressively invested. My portfolio has about a 25% loss currently. My question is, should I make any adjustments to my allocation prior to it being cashed out to ensure some stability? I will be investing into similarly aggressive funds with a new provider. Any advice I should follow? Here's what I would do. I mean, a lot of times the the transition may be quicker than you think. So if you're switching plans, keep the exact same allocation and just make sure that when the money hits the new account, that it is invested immediately. And maybe it's just a few days difference. It shouldn't be like that you're going to be waiting weeks and weeks and weeks. So it, it's usually uh, what they call a tape-to-tape transfer. Everything hits, and hopefully you'll be able to not miss too much of the action, but it might be days. So if you are happy being an aggressive investor because you're young, go ahead, but don't mess around with this right now. Go the exact same strategy from one plan to the next plan, okay? Sheila wants to know about fixed annuities. Are they a good idea? Are there no load versions? Can I find a good one? Uh, Let's see. Um, Well, fixed annuities can be a great way to create some consistent income. The problem is right now is that the interest rates are so low that fixed annuities are kind of paying bupkis. So, there are some lower cost fixed annuities available. I would suggest that before you buy any sort of fixed annuity product that you have a fee only advisor, take a look at it and make sure that it's the right product for you. So be very, very careful before you do it. There isn't a no load, but there are lower cost annuity options out there. So if you want to find a fee only planner, go to NAPFA, N-A-P-F-A dot org, NAPFA dot org. Okay. Okay. Hi, Jill and Mark. Love your podcast. So this is from Joe who says, since we owe $3,000 in taxes, we don't plan to file our 2019 return until the new July 15th deadline. Very smart. As a result, I, as opposed to my wife, expect to qualify for a $1,200 stimulus check because I was unemployed for seven months in 2018, and my wife will qualify at $40,000. However, 2019, I made a career high of 100000 When I finally file my taxes, the government will then discover that I was not eligible for the 1200 STEM stim check. I don't really want to file our taxes now and pay the three grand. What will happen if I receive the money and I don't qualify for it? I'm not sure you're right here because if your wife has 40000 of income and you made $100,000, that's 140, you will still qualify. If there is an adjustment that needs to be made, it'll happen next year. So here's the deal. I would do exactly what your plan is. File July 15th, pay the tax that's due, get your stimulus check, chill out, right? And if there's an adjustment that needs to be made, it'll be next tax year. But do know this, you better keep a little uh, extra money around because you may have to give some of that stimulus check back. Susan writes, I'm a recent retiree in Washington state, and I am concerned on the effects of COVID-19 on local pensions. Oh boy. Do I have any thoughts on those pension funds? Yeah. I think they are going to be screwed big time and not you, but that could be the fourth phase of the stimulus. Cause I think states and municipalities are going to have an awfully hard time meeting their pension obligations. There's nothing you can do about it, but I will say this as a recent retiree, Susan, you are actually in better shape than those who are younger, because what often will happen with the retirement plans and pensions is that the people who are already retired get treated better than the ones who are younger and working. Okay, Kimberly writes, no one has mentioned this, but has anyone researched the number of employers that may have furloughed workers because of the increased federal aid? Everyone at my workplace would make more money on unemployment than in normal salaries. Half of our office does not bring home $600 per week in their paycheck. This is now a bonus. We're volunteering to stay home and make more money. This seems like a problem to me. You know what? You're right. It probably is a problem, but I don't think it's as vast a problem as you would imagine. And here's why. Because most people don't want to start laying people off for no reason, truly. So I think that this is something that I would be not terribly concerned about. So Mark didn't send me a nice thing, a nice email, but I'm going to tell you something that I was included on with some friends of mine and it was called an inspirational quote exchange. It's a, it's stupid, it's a chain. You get an inspirational quote in these really trying times. So I will share to, with you guys the inspirational quote that I sent to somebody who I don't even know. It's just, she was the next on the list and I sent her this quote. And it's from Billie Jean King, who I love. She has said in the past that champions adjust and pressure is a privilege. And I say that to a lot of people like me and like Mark, who are lucky enough to be sitting on our asses all day long and working really hard and complain and feel pressure. But you know what? It is a privilege because we don't know the pressure that many of you are feeling, the pressure of being laid off, the pressure of worrying about a small business, the pressure that you have to really adjust your mindset and your whole action plan based on new circumstances. You know that all of us are there for one another. Uh, it's one of those annoying things that I love about Peloton where they say to you, uh, you know, you've got someone's hand is on your back. I think that what Mark and I are trying to do with these daily podcasts is we're trying to put our hands on your back. We're trying to be supportive for you. We want to be there for you. And if you've got a question, you can just send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. You can, um, of course, subscribe to us on Apple, Stitcher, Radio.com, Google Play, anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Do check out the Jill on Money website because there we have uh, started to put more and more resources associated with coronavirus. We're here for you. We got our hands on your back, and we're here to help lift you up if you're feeling like crap, and we're here to knock you down if you're freaking out about something silly. So give us a shout, stay in touch, be nice to each other, be nice to your family, be nice to your spouses, be nice to your kids, stay safe, social distancing, Take a deep breath, do something nice for yourselves every single day. And we thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.